Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remchak. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Dress for the job you want. I'm on vacation. Let's get into it with the lead. You know what? Hindsight, I should have seen that coming. Should have known that. <laughs> no, that I'm happy thing. you did that. I'm happy you did that. Uh, Oilers Nation every day. I am out of office. Avoid the grind, Tyler Yaremchuk. This is my co-host, Charlie Brown. Good afternoon, Tyler. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd be in character for like a second. Hello, Tyler. <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. All right. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. A very ooh, spooky edition of the show. Kennedy did a great job decorating our studio. Oh my God. There's a skeleton back there. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome into the show live from a very nicely decorated sports closet studio. Aaron. Santa's here as well, baby. <laughs> Aaron racked up four speeding tickets on his way to work while wearing this. <laughs> I really did. I got a lot of luck driving in this yep. morning as I was ripping past everybody. But it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. We're having fun at the office. It's a great day. I love Halloween. Yep. And we are dressed very seriously because we have a very serious piece of breaking news to start the show. I heard Waz say it outside the office. Mm-hmm. I want to confirm it. Yes. The Edmonton Oilers have oh. placed Adam Ernie on waivers. Charlie, the Ernie <laughs> era is over. How can oh, we be screwing around having such, fun when Adam Ernie's on waivers? It was such a roller coaster of emotions going through me at that moment. Do I feel bad? No. Should I feel bad? Maybe a little bit. The man has lost his job, essentially. No, he'll still get paid and make a lot of money. It's a two-way deal, though. Still a decent amount of coin. Goodbye, Adam Ernie. We will never forget you. But we forgot Ryan Murray, too. Yeah, so yeah, I might forget. I'll <laughs> probably forget him uh, in like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, very interested to see what the corresponding move is for the Edmonton Oilers Raff, and all of Raff, this. Raff, Raff, Raff. I think the people are going to want Raph Lavoie. I think that is a very obvious one. Um, the Oilers did not. They just officially put out that Ernie's been placed on waivers. They didn't announce the corresponding move yet. I think it's one of two. It's Raph Lavoie or it's Lane Peterson on the heels of Lavoie winning AHL player of the week. I think it would make a lot of sense. You're also sending down a winger, but with Yanmark hurt, you know, you're going to be going 11 and seven. So the center winger thing maybe doesn't matter all that much. Lane Peterson is also a very interesting option. Get a right shot center in the mix here on the bottom six, you know? Yeah, I am. I kind of thought Lane Peterson as well. I think he actually might be a little bit ahead of Lavoie in this in this He's having a good start to the year, too. He, he is having a good start to the year, and so is Lavoie, obviously. But I just wonder if they'll give Lavoie like another week. Joel says Lane Peterson has a lower body injury. Does he? We good. Uh, well, good for him. Should have <laughs> should probably uh, research that. Yeah, it's almost like we didn't do any prep for today's well, show. To we spent, fair, we well, spent look the, the whole office, morning the getting our Halloween prepped. costumes ready. The ready. office is prepped. Yeah, we had some. We did this. Yeah, we did this. We didn't like oh, look up who's healthy. <laughs> Studio looks cool. That's all we cared about. Um, a lot of people saying Sam Gagne in the chat. Oh, no. Sam no. Gagne shouldn't play for the Oilers this year. Well, you hold your horses. He can play for the Oilers this year. I think he can be fine for them. 
I just think you want to give get him up to speed a little bit more. We saw the Brandon Sutter thing, right? Yes. I played hockey while comes into camp, looks slow. I think with Gagne, give him a month here. Do you actually think, though, that Sam Gagne will be able to have the foot speed to keep up in the NHL right now? Because I do not at all. Son of a gun, he probably can't be any slower than Derek Ryan or Adam Ernie. Nope. So nope. I, I think there could be a spot for him at some point this season. I agree, though, that it is not right now. It's one of Lane Peterson or Raphael Lavoie. Uh, let us know your take. Maybe we could throw a poll in the Finning Cat You just read my chat. mind. I just put the poll you in. You just put Tyler. it in there? I just pressed enter. Boys I are dialed in. Look at that. Yeah. I get ready for an ad read. You put a poll in the chat, the Finning Cat YouTube chat, brought to you by Finning Canada, your local dealer for cat equipment. Built to handle work in Western Canada for heavy equipment on the job site. Visit the cat rental store, chat with knowledgeable staff, get what you need, buy parts, rent tools, power solutions. They got it all. Finning.com. Go find a location near you. I think there's one on the West End of Edmonton. So there you go. There you go. Uh, Good news says we need Drake. As in Kajula, not the pop star. Also injured. He is also banged up. Uh, right now, we have Gagne, Peterson, Lavoie, and other as your options. Raph Lavoie running away with 70% of the vote in our poll. If you missed the first minute of the show, Adam Ernie has been placed on waivers. It is also worth noting, we don't know the health or status of Matthias Janmark. I believe three sure. players didn't skate today for the Oilers. Yes, Janmark, McDavid, and Kane. Evander Kane, I don't think there's anything injury-wise there. Might just be a maintenance kind of day. Um, The McDavid one is mildly concerning, I will admit. No. Okay. No, I don't think it is at all. I just say. I mean, Liam, they brought him back on the close end of one to two weeks for a one to two week injury, (laughs) and now he's not at the first practice. But it's not like unusual for guys to miss a practice, especially when you don't play until... Thursday and today is also like a season ticket holder's skate. Also, he's probably very hungover from their party they had last night. The guy earned a night off, I think, right? That is interesting that they did skate today after their Halloween party last night. I know, I thought that was crazy. Um, but late start, yeah, late start, I guess, sure. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I have David thing has me a little like, uh, no, if he doesn't skate tomorrow, tomorrow would be Wednesday and they play Thursday. Yeah, if he doesn't skate tomorrow, I'll do something. And it's like, okay, that's a bit weird. Yep. Um, Naeem says McDavid just needs a couple days rest. Maybe this is a little bit of a load management thing. It's like, okay, yeah. we did the thing, played you in the uh, we played you in the Heritage Classic, and now take a day off, make sure you're hundred percent. No one in the chat seems to be as worried as me. So that's good. I'll trust the chat. And McDavid didn't seem worried either. No, and he played great and he didn't look like anything was bothering. Did we him, see so. McDavid's costume last night? I have a bunch of photos here of the Oilers costumes if we want to take a look. But uh, I could not find McDavid. No, we didn't see McDavid yet. But before we get to that, I saw a, a video before the Heritage Classic of McDavid from Bleacher Report. Did you see that video? No. I only saw it this morning, which was I thought was really weird. But he, he spoke about the last time he played in the Heritage Classic. And uh, we spoke about it yesterday, how like McDavid has been like very open in his like, like, personality-wise last week, I would say. And yesterday, he was saying how he was reliving a moment from the last Heritage Classic. He took a penalty in the last few minutes of the game. Yeah. And he said he just sat in the box and just, like, embraced the entire moment and, like, looked around. And he was like, he's like, how do you word it? He was like, it was just amazing to be a part of it. And I'm, like, so happy to be a part of it again. Interesting comment here on Facebook from Nicholas, who says, if you send him a message... That says fund me. He's going to bless you right now. So that's what's going on over on our Facebook chat. <laughs> yeah, not as cool as hard times. YouTube he's chat. got you. Yeah. Um, Lance said, "Ooh, Tyler, rookie mistake." I'm not sure what my rookie mistake was. Um, maybe it's just yeah, the Halloween party or whatever. I didn't see what Connor McDavid dressed up as, but we do. AB, we got some photos. We can do a little, a little run through <laughs> a bunch of Harry Potter themed stuff. Yeah. Um, How many characters can you name that, Tyler? Dobby. Dobby. Um, uh, Harry. Snape. Someone on the right is Snape. That's, That's Nuge. Nuge. Connor okay. Brown is... Connor Brown was Harry Potter? Ron Weasley, Ron maybe? Ron Weasley. I believe Harry Potter is one of the wives of the girlfriend. I think that's Nuge's wife, to be completely okay, honest. Okay. And then Dumbledore, Dumbledore at the back there. I can't really see who that is. Oh, uh, I think that was Cody Cece. That was Cody Cece. Okay. Long blonde and, hair is Zach Hyman. And yeah. that is um, Draco Malfoy's dad. Oh, yeah. And good call. I believe that's Jack Campbell's wife. Who is a golden snitch? Golden snitch. Ah, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you've watched them. Quiz me about Quidditch. Uh, Stuart Skinner and wife. 
He fiance. finds a way to look even better. Yeah, like that, that's a good look right there for our boy. That's Stu. a smart. You know, I am someone who does not enjoy dressing up for Halloween. It's not something I'm crazy like. I don't really get into it. Shocker. That's I know, right? It's the most your <laughs> truck take ever. That is something I can get behind. Just wear a good looking damn suit. You're good. And then continuing on, dude, I think Jack Campbell just absolutely killed did this. You, the commitment. The, you see the video of him driving to the event? <laughs> no. Oh, his fiance posted. It's so funny. <laughs> like that is. That would have taken hours to put together. I love Evander Cage's Instagram story. Just where yeah. am I? Some good stuff. This was a video and he's just flicking his nose. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, Ryan, yeah. oh. Ryan McLeod here. What is he? Church Boy Lava Girl? Yes. See, me and Liam, we just talked about this before the show. I have no idea what this is or was. It's a 2005 yeah. 3D movie. That's right in our era. You don't remember seeing I, that movie? I, I remember Spy Kids. I said I was a Spy Kids kind of uh, guy. I remember Spy Kids too. So there's that. And then the last one I have here, The Beckhams. That one's pretty good. Yeah, I that can't believe we didn't up. see Connor. You know, I, yeah. I, if anyone in the chat has seen a photo, please let me know. I've been trying to find one. I like The Beckhams one. I think that's um, very funny because Drysdale got the kick in the puck thing the other day, didn't he? Hey. Playing with a broken stick is quite right itself. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, that's all the great that's all the stuff I had. They looked like they had a great time. It looked like fun. Yeah. Um, Mark says he believes McDavid was Bam Bam because Lauren was Pebbles. Bam. Oh, uh, the Flintstones. Yeah. That's a good. Yabba dabba do. Clip it. Clip it. That was Someone good. That, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> um, Jack Campbell is a free elf. Sure. Do you know what that sense. means? I know. I've seen. <laughs> okay. I know. Just the making sure. Movies, but. Just making um, sure. So yeah, it looks like the Oilers had some fun last night. It feels like things are maybe coming together here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one of the first comments we got on the day was the Heritage Classic is going to be. It was from Richard who said the Heritage Classic is going to be a turning point on a rocky start to the season. I think you have the Heritage Classic, and then you have a Halloween party where it seems like they had a lot of fun together. Feels like the vibes are starting to turn here, and I'm all yeah. about the vibes, Liam. You. You got to get a good vibe check. And I look think, at you. You can tell you're about the vibes. <laughs> and I think, you know, like it's good timing mm-hmm. for this to kind of happen in a weird way. Like McDavid gets hurt, but he gets back in time for the Heritage Classic. Yeah. That's a good mojo. You have the Cl- Heritage Classic itself. And then you can just feel the, the ideas of like McDavid commented multiple times about his family being in town. I'm sure multiple other players felt that way too. And then a couple of days later, you get the Halloween party and you kind of all come together from that. And then today, there's a minor thing to it, but there's like the season ticket holder practice. Yep. It's like good good vibes all around. you got a few days here to keep that mojo high because they don't play. And now you place a Dallas Stars team who's obviously very good and they need to have that mojo and, and just the morale of the team lifted. Yeah. I am, uh, I am with you 100%. We're going to be joined by Stephen Ellis in a little bit. But first, I wanted to do a little maybe like outside the Oilers. It's vibes related, though. Mm. Um, I think we have the Pacific Division standings we can look at for right now. And this is going to be brought to you by our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant and Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. The Vegas Golden Knights, I mean, yeah, okay, they are obviously running away with this shit. It's not even close right now. <laughs> it's honestly like when you go 9-0-1 through a stretch of hockey... The only way the Oilers are catching them is if there is a stretch in the season where the Golden Knights go two five and one, and the Oilers rattle off points in ten straight. Like it's it's a significant gap right now when you look at the way today's NHL is. Yeah, they <laughs> you're fourteen points back of them already. It's they're crazy. running away with it, yeah, to say the least. But the Oilers haven't played Vegas yet. Who knows? Maybe the Oilers win all four games against Vegas this year, and that's what four times two eight eight. eight. Mm-hmm. That Wait. Yep, confirmed. Yep. <laughs> that narrows your gap to six, and then they lose a couple other games, and the Oilers get hot. Like it looks out of reach right now. Vegas is obviously yeah. legit, probably the best team in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm saying probably yeah. I mean, defending cup champs, and they haven't lost in regulation. Yeah, yeah. and proven. So yeah, it's, this uh, might this might be a dumb question. Um, how many times do you play your division? It, four, four or three. three or four times. Because yeah. it's not set always, right? No, it's so the only way we're catching Vegas. I feel like as if. We beat them head to head every yeah. time. And that run you're talking about, we play them twice during that run or something like but that. Stuff's going to happen, right? Like mm-hmm. Vegas, as good as they are, are known as like a team that does get banged up quite a bit. Yeah. Like Mark Stone's not playing 82 games this season. Martinez is a guy that's in and out of the lineup all the time, too. Like it's 
Jack Eichel has had his injury history. Like, obviously, every team is going to go through cycles. You know, they just lost McDavid for two games. Everything will kind of balance out, and obviously, Vegas is going to lose games. We'll see, but they are the best. Hot team take. The, yeah, I know <laughs> they are the best team in the division right now. Yeah. I wanted to take this though and give my rankings based purely on vibes. Again, it's early, right? Like we're only 10% of the way, 12% of the way through the season. There is a lot of time left. These standings are going to change a lot over the next little bit. So while right now, again, can we just have it maybe quickly one more time, the standings mm-hmm. Vegas, number one, Vancouver is sitting second, LA, Anaheim, Seattle, then Edmonton, Calgary, San Jose. That is not the vibes ranking. There are different vibes in different markets right now. Yeah. It's not my true power rankings of the Pacific. So instead, I'm going to give mine and I'm going to let you try to poke holes in it and tell me where I'm wrong, Liam. All right. You can flash up my Pacific Division power rankings. Number one, bum, it, bum, is, bum. it is the Vegas Golden Knights, obviously. No denying it. I am not going to lie. I thought long and hard about putting the Edmonton Oilers at number two. I, I'm not going to lie to you either. When I type this out, I put the Edmonton Oilers at number two just out of assumption. Yeah. They're struggling still, right? Two, five, and one is still an ugly record. If the Oilers can win, you know, their next two games, I think they're back to number two here. But it's hard to fully ignore the LA Kings record. And another thing that's hard to ignore is just the fact that their goaltending is actually starting to maybe round into form a little bit here. It wasn't a good start to the season for them, but Cam Talbot now, he's had a couple of games where he's only allowed one goal. His save percentage is getting up to a respectable 905. Goals against average is sub three. Maybe he actually won't be as bad as I thought he was. It'll be tough for it to hold up. I think that is a legitimate concern. I'm not willing to say that the Kings goaltending isn't a concern at all. Like Phoenix Copley has had a terrible start to the season. Mm-hmm. But it's Cam Talbot's maybe not as bad as I thought he was. So I have Edmonton one, LA two. Sorry, Vegas one, LA two, Edmonton three. Yeah, I I think the first and second. So just to clarify, this is based off today. Today, right now. And vibes. And vibes kind of going forward, like power rankings. Okay. I would honestly based have those at four. Yeah, above them. Vancouver. I would have Vancouver there right now. And I'm trying to be as neutral as I can in this. Yeah. I do think ultimately the Oilers will be better than every team but Vegas in this division when it's all said and done. But at the moment, vibes can't be better anywhere else in this division but Vancouver. You could maybe even argue two at a push for, for them. For me, it goes Vegas, Vancouver, LA, Oilers could flip-flop three and four. But in Vancouver right now, they are turning into the, at least the start they've wanted. They're playing the Rick talking way. You're seeing D-men coming back. They're getting Susie back. They're getting all these guys. Tyler Myers is starting to score goals. He scored a sick one the other night. They're drunk off the Kool-Aid over there, and I'm a little jealous, to be completely honest. Here's my beef with the Canucks. Right. And it's a little bit my beef with the LA Kings, too, and this is why I almost didn't want to put the Kings here. Okay, Two of the luckiest teams in the NHL right now. They are both at 5-on-5, five five, shooting above 12%. LA's at an even 12. Vancouver's at a 12.82. Mm-hmm. You know how many teams last year finished with a shooting percentage above 12%? Um, less than eight. Zero. <laughs> you know how many teams finished with a shooting percentage above 10%, never mind 12? Three. One. Seattle Kraken. Oh, that that adds up. They are incredibly (laughs) lucky right now. Vancouver's getting lucky in their crease. I know Thatcher Demko's elite, but he's probably off to a pair of an unsustainable start. Shooting percentage is way too high. That thing's going to drop at least 3% throughout the rest of Mm -hmm. the season. I think the Canucks start is unsustainable. I think they could be a fringe playoff team. I think that is possible. I think they can grab that seven or eight seed in the West. They're not what they are right now. I agree. I, but I think right now, if a power ranking needs today, mm-hmm. then I think Vancouver's over Edmonton. Start of the season's been great, but I think a month from now, like the way they got off to this start, I guess is what I'm saying, is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. It's not a start to the season that I'm looking at and going, bang, they're back. Yep. This core's ready to take a step forward. It's just not. I would still wager a significant amount of money on the Edmonton Oilers being above the Vancouver Canucks in the standings, not just by the end of the year, by the end of November. Let's have a look. Yeah, I, I don't hate that, Tyler. I agree. I, I it's just the vibes when, right now for me is Vancouver. Yes. But Edmonton vibes were pretty good this weekend. So we're coming <laughs> yeah, back, baby. high on life right now. Um, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Can you pull that back up, Aaron? Thank you. <laughs> so that's, I think the top four is what it is. Just whichever one. In, in whatever order. Then the bottom four, let's get into a debate about this. I go Seattle, Anaheim, 
Calgary in seven, San Jose in eight. First off, the San Jose Sharks might not win 20 games this year. They might be the worst team ever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they've only if you see they've, they've only scored more than one goal in one of their nine games. Their what? points is is incredible. It's Thomas Hurdle, and then nope. the guy they got from New Jersey last year, and then everyone else just has two points. Thomas Hurdle only has five. It's like Fabian Zetterland or whatever. Yeah, <sighs> it's terrible, dude. Um, they have scored this year nine goals. Second worst in the league is St. Louis at thirteen, and St. Louis has played two less games. Like, it's ridiculous. They've allowed 34 goals on the year. They don't generate really much of anything. And that's considering the fact that they're losing in most games. So yeah. score effects should be in their favor. The Sharks are junk. Seattle at five. I just think this is who they are. And it's an incredibly mediocre blue line, an incredibly mediocre forward group, and goaltending that's substantially below average. I... I think so too. I know we we've had our duels over the Seattle Kraken this season, but I think they're just a four or five team in the division. I don't think they're anything better than that. They're That's very okay. they're very <laughs> mediocre, and some nights they're going to score six. Sometimes they're going to allow six. Tyler, I can't wrap my head around this. I'm looking at the San Jose right now. They're 32nd in goals, 32nd in shots, and 32nd in shooting percentage. Just their average 1.0 goals a game. Well, like, that's insane. Oh it, my beard! So you go and you look at <laughs> Don't what look at me. go look at what they did last year. And I mean, remember they were junk last year. You did, you really need you you wanted your Dr Pepper. Well, I was trying to do it subtly, and then you, you directed the attention to me. The San Jose Sharks last year finished with sixty points. The only reason that they were in the sixty point range is because they lost sixteen games in overtime. <laughs> they were twenty two forty four and sixteen. You take a one hundred point defenseman, the Norris Trophy winner, off their team. Yeah, those sixteen OT losses—they're all losses for me, at least. Yeah, I don't think they'll crack 50 points this year. What's the lowest ever? I know Colorado is probably down there. Colorado, the year before they made it back to the playoffs, finished with 48 points. And that's the lowest since. No one's done more. Well, let's do, you want to do cap era? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What would that be? 90. We got to be up there somewhere. right? So lowest in the cap era. Oh, I didn't put the right filter on this. I got it. We'll do, we'll do just in the 80 game seasons, right? Or 82 game seasons. We're not going to do the lockout short years and stuff. The worst is Colorado in 16-17 with 48 points. Uh, the Sabres had a couple of years. They were in the low 50s. Every other season's been above 55. So in the cap era, 18-19 seasons, there's only been three times where teams have been below 55 points. Book it. The Sharks are doing it this year. I'm, I mean, I'm with you. And I think the, the crazy thing about them is, one, sometimes you can be too bad. Mm-hmm. And they are too bad. Like yep. Eklund is not going to get better this season. They don't really have a ton of other young guys on the team. Like looking through, um, what's the one first round pick they have? Who's now injured? Uh, no, no, no. The other one, Burl- Bortolo, Thomas Bortolo. Bortolo. Yeah, he's a first round pick for them. So it's like those two guys, and it's just like a random assortment of everybody else. And when you look at it as well, it's like okay, no one's gonna want Kevin LeBanc at four seven two five. Even if you retain fifty percent, I don't think he's worth that much money. Mike Hoffman has just been kind of an issue his entire career, right? Or related. You're going to gonna try flip him at 50% retained to the deadline. But then, like, what are they even going to get? Third round pick. Exactly. But, like, you look at some of these teams, like, who was it? Um, St. Louis Blues. It's a little bit of a different situation. But, like, they realized a couple of years ago that they were going to be junk or needed to kind of retool a little bit. Yep. And then got a bunch of first round picks. And what I think they picked three times last year. I just don't know why teams can't get the idea of like, oh, we probably shouldn't sign Thomas Hurdle for eight years. Yeah. I mean, no sense. Oh, it's so dumb. So dumb. I just wish sometimes these teams would just have any kind of common sense. And loyalty is too much in the NHL sometimes. And the San Jose Sharks are a perfect example of that. Yeah, they they went on all those runs with the Thornton Marlowe era and then paid some guys just for way too long. So their pending UFAs this year are... Barabanov maybe gets you a little bit. Uh, Jacob McDonald doesn't get you a ton. Capo Kakinen probably doesn't get you anything. Um, and up front, Ryan Carpenter, no. Anthony Duclair, I think they want to keep him is what I've heard. Mike Hoffman, if you can retain 50, maybe. But that's your last retained salary spot. So you can't do anything mm. else, right? Uh, yeah, they're so restricted. They're so bad. So um, restricted. Okay. Um, 
to finish up this conversation, the one area we didn't talk about is the fact that in my power rankings, I have the Ducks ahead of the Flames. Here's why. Again, this is not a standings prediction or anything. This is like a power rankings of who's having a good year. The Flames will likely finish above the, the Ducks in the standings. If the Flames finish with 85 points, it is a failure of a season. You need to burn that thing down, rip it down to the studs, yep. get some top 10 picks and fully rebuild. The core is never going to get it done. If the yeah. Ducks finish with 85 points, it's oh, hell of a year. <laughs> Buffalo Sabres 2.0, young cores ready to take a step forward. Mason McTavish, Trevor Zegers, although he's not playing good right now. All these guys, you're feeling great in Anaheim with 85 points. If those two teams finish with the identical record, even if the Ducks are within like five points of the Flames, great season for one, terrible season for the other. I think the Ducks love their new head coach too. I think they like Cronin. I think his uh, basis is purely of vibes. They've got good vibes. Yeah. And as much as I don't stand for abuse of an official, I think when you have a young team and you're the new coach, going out and showing them like, hey, I'm, I'll fight for you guys. Yeah. I, I yeah. think it says something. Me too. I, I like the Anaheim Ducks. I like a lot of the plays they have. I like the veteran group they have. Like mm-hmm. They've done actually a decent job. Last season was a hiccup, but we all know what Dallas Eakins can do to a team. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Yeah. Sorry, and then guys. Dallas Eakins loves to go up and be like, well, I wasn't the problem. Come on. Me? Think about Hello, it. me. <laughs> um, all right. There you go. There's our Pacific Division power rankings brought to you by Sherwood Ford, the giant, our giant Pacific Division power rankings uh, let's get to the star mechanical guest line edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company you can find out more about them by visiting them online at starmechanical.ca it is always a pleasure to welcome our boy stephen ellis into the show stephen what's cooking man are you fired up for halloween I, I you know i forgot my costume I'm, i was venom this year it's hiding somewhere in a bag i forgot to wear it. but you guys and tyler i, I got you don't worry there it is there yeah. you go I, tyler i saw you in dfo live this morning and i have no idea what you were doing there but that was that was nothing so yeah um yeah so i talked about this on dfo live a little bit i'm not big into the whole dressing up mm. thing so most like all of my costumes from the last four or five years are just couples costumes with amber and myself so like that one, I was the solar system and then she was a rocket. Makes sense. Oh. Year before that, I was a lumberjack. She was a tree. Makes sense. But when I'm just by <laughs> myself in those costumes, it's like the worst thing ever. You know? And if the viewers didn't get to see it earlier today, I really like this one from our boy Frankie right <laughs> that here. That's great. The commitment with the blood. The best. I love Halloween. Yeah. Are you, so you're a big Halloween guy, Steven? No, no, I can't. Like honestly, I I've had the same venom venom costume for like four or five years now at this point. Smart, I like that. I, I don't hate that at all. Um, all right, let's dig into some hockey talk. I just gave my Pacific Division power rankings a little bit, and one team we talked about was the San Jose Sharks. Question was brought to my attention a couple of days ago on DFO Live that are they potentially so bad that prospects can't properly develop in their lineup? Do you agree with that line of thinking? What do you make of this Sharks team who it's basically Eklund, Bortolo, and like a bunch of bad old players? Yeah, um, yeah I think kind of the results kind of speak for themselves. You look at William Eklund, you know, a guy that could take a lot of opportunities out of this and could play a lot of ice time. And he's got some like two points already this year. Bortolo, I'm not super high on and he hasn't you know played that great. It's kind of funny. The guy who probably was their best prospect in preseason and then the early part of the season was Henry Thrun and he's playing in AHL right now so it's I kind of agree with that you know I'm always someone where I want players to take as long as they need to develop but in San Jose's case it's like you can put a prospect on the top pairing or on the top line and it's like well why not give them those opportunities but when you're just getting sheltered 
you're just getting crushed in your own zone. Like it, it doesn't really benefit any player. So I do agree with that line. I think. And uh, I have prospect questions, but we'll do talk. it. Let's yeah. talk to the stocks and prospects. How good is Celebrini? Like he has been off to a fantastic start, but like, is he the real deal? You think? In terms of the way he plays the game, you know, like there's a bit of Bergeron, there's a bit of Jonathan Taze to him. And with the numbers we're seeing out of Celebrini right now, potentially one of the greatest, you know, draft eligible seasons. And we said that last year about Adam Fantilli, but we're looking at Celebrini is probably going to break the, the goal count set by Jonathan Taze in 0506. I think it was 22 goals he scored in his draft eligible year. And we are going to see that kind of crushed by Celebrini this year. When you look at Fantilli, he was a, an 04 in an 05 draft because he was a late birthday. But for Celebrini, he's a an early 06 in an 06 draft. So he had to put the work in. He had to get that extra work um, throughout last year, throughout the summer to make sure he could qualify to play college a year early. And it was really good for his development. He's, I believe, the top scorer in the league. Uh, so for somebody who came off of shoulder surgery, we didn't know what type of level he was going to be able to play at. He's playing as good as we expected. So he's not at the level of Connor Bedard, obviously. That's that's his own thing. But he's... He's going to be, I think, remembered as one of the more reliable two-way centers that we've seen in this year, uh, in recent first overall picks. So I'm a huge fan. This guy would go first overall in a lot of drafts, uh, no question about it. And like Cole Eiserman's damn good too. So you want to be bad this year, not in the same level you want to be bad like last year for Dard, but it's still a good year to be a terrible hockey team like the San Jose Sharks. Similar to the McDavid year, right? Like the next season with Matthews, it was like, oh, okay, maybe we're not getting like the generational McDavid yeah. level, but still a, there was a ton of hype about that Matthews draft and was still like a yeah. franchise changing player at the top. Right. I look at Toronto right now and he's obviously what he is right now, but it, it's, it's again, Celebrini is going to be so good. I don't think he's as flashy as we've seen other first overall picks, but he just gets the job done. He's safe. He's smart. He's going to win quite a few awards in his career. The U 17s is coming up this week, right? Yes. So I, I just noticed this. Does Canada, don't they usually take three teams, but now there's only two teams going? Yep, yeah, two, two teams this year. They kind of want to consolidate it because like the Americans keep coming and just stomping on them. And last year we looked at Cole Eiserman and James Haggins just putting up insane numbers, even in the gold medal game. So they're looking at this and saying like, let's actually put competitive teams out. I think it hurts some players with some visibility, but it's like they didn't need three teams. That was a little ridiculous. Yeah. What uh, is there anyone on the Canadian teams you're you're looking at the most? I mean, Gavin McKenna's pretty good. Yeah. Gavin McKenna, like obviously if you guys don't know, he's Connor Bedard's cousin. So he comes from kind of a good bloodline there. And I think a lot of people will point to his stats when he kind of really got on the board, which was the Canada Winter Games a few months ago. He had like 31 points in seven games, but he was playing against teams that were like almost single A quality at a certain point. So it was like they kind of expected that, but the numbers he's putting up now, he could be one of the a very few players um, in their 16-year-old age group to uh, to get 100 points in the WHL season. Connor Bedard obviously did it, but you know the numbers are are very close to what we saw from Bedard. So uh, it's it, he's a 2026 prospect, so we're still a while away from like seeing how good he is. But just based off of what we've seen the last few years, like this guy is the real deal. And if if you if you don't follow prospects closely, it feels like we probably say that a lot. Because again, the Bedard hype was so high, but like Gavin McKenna is putting up numbers that very few major junior prospects have been able to do in, in 20, 30 years since scoring kind of went down. So uh, he's he's legit. He's going to be the guy I'm keeping the closest eye on. Uh, you're our prospect guy, Daily Faceoff. You're also a big fantasy hockey guy. You do the Puck Pulleys pod with our boy, Matt Larkin. And one of the topics you guys handled this week, Halloween themed, the scariest slumping players so far. I don't think there's an answer outside of Jonathan Huberto. Like, again, it's very easy on an Oilers Nation show to want to rip the flames, and it's fun to do so. But, like, he was invisible on that Battle of Alberta, and he's coming off an invisible season. I was an investor in him. I picked him up in a couple of leagues thinking, like, this guy, even if he can just bounce back to a li- get a little bit closer to what he was a few seasons ago, he's an 80-point guy that you were getting at a really solid 8 AP. I've lost faith in him. And, and to a bigger extent, extent, there's also Nazem Kadri, who's probably been even worth two points this year. At least Huberto's got five. But uh, with, with Huberto, it's just, I, you know, last year you can kind of chalk it up to a new environment. Obviously, a lot of things did not go well for Calgary. This year, it's like, okay, he, he, you know, we saw the interview with Frank. He looked like he was going off a fresh mind, you know, new coach. 
uh, maybe some new hope for this Flames team to kind of step up and it's just not working. It's not working for anyone. Um, like it's no one's put it producing at a high level right now. You know, Blake Coleman is one of the highest scoring players. Adam Ruzika is up there too. So, uh, but to see Huberto, I, Matt and I kind of talked about it on the show. Like, I think we're just fully kind of like, I think we're both giving up on him. And it's then you see Kadri again, who goes from like 86, 87 points two years ago in Colorado, that just sort of drops like 30 points last year. And this year he's on pace for like what 30 or 40 points total. So uh it just a disaster for two of their higher guys that they brought in uh two summers ago. Yeah, Kadri at least like to me was a bit more predictable because it was like, okay, he can't play on the Colorado Avalanche power play anymore. Like that was an area where he scooped up a lot of points. Yeah. You're going to a far less talented forward group. Um, outside of those two, is there anyone else you had on like the scary bad territory? You know, Blake Wheeler was kind of a guy that we thought that maybe that, uh, okay, it's going to make Winnipeg look kind of stupid for buying him out. They needed that cap space. So it made sense. But in terms of, you know, on ice production, we thought, okay, he could probably sit in the top six and person. No, not at all. It's not looking good there. So last I checked, I, I don't know if you got a point last night. I didn't watch that game, but he was entering the, the battle against Winnipeg uh, without a point. So just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand the Blake Wheeler. It's like, he still had over 50 points last year. He still had this, like, yeah, he wasn't worth the money he was making there. They had to make a move, but he still had the value to produce and it's just not working for the Rangers right now. So meanwhile, like Lafreniere is looking good, but uh, Blake Wheeler is just someone I just, I hope for so much more. I was banking on a nice little kind of rebound season and we're not seeing it. Yeah, you were thinking going to New York there. Still at worst, he'd be hopefully be like a 45-point yeah. guy, and it doesn't look like that. Uh, that is going to work. Rangers, Red Hot, by the way, a perfect 5-0 yes. and o on their rip through Seattle and Western Canada. Um, you good? I got one more. There you go. I just want to predict to him. A prediction. Yep. Every team in the Atlantic Division has a 500 or better record besides Buffalo. Who's four They're one game off. Yeah, 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 so pretty legit. Who are your top three teams? Because I don't think the Montreal Canadiens are a top three team, right? Probably not. <laughs> if I'm looking, if I'm looking down the line here, it's it's Boston, Toronto, and Tampa. Is oh, they're getting Vasilevsky back? Let's I, yeah. you know Jonas Johansson's. It's fun watching him play, but once Vasilevsky comes back, that team's going to push up. So nice to see what Detroit's doing. I expect them to fall, and Montreal fans should be terrified because this team should be going for Cole Eiserman and Macklin Celebrini not trying to make the playoffs right now with this group, especially when they got all these injuries, but no, they should be falling down at this point. Habs feel like a team who at some point, like we talked about the Oilers at some point, the Oilers will just win seven in a row and be fine. The Habs strike me as a team who at some point will just lose seven in a row. And don't shake your head when I dream about seven game winning streaks for the Oilers, Stephen. I still believe in the Oilers. I'm still like the thing. I still think they're a Stanley Cup contender. Just not yet. Yeah, not not right now. Vibes a little low. Actually, no, vibes are good no, now in Eminent. Vibes, vibes have been stabilized is the way we're saying. Look at us right now. <laughs> the vibes couldn't be higher. Yeah. Uh, Non-life-threatening stable is what we're going for. <laughs> vibes right now. Uh, Steven, we always appreciate when you can hop on and we can pick your brain for a little bit. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys. Steven Ellis is the man, everybody. Yep. Thanks, Steven Ellis. Thanks, Steven Ellis. Uh, you can find his work at dailyfaceoff.com. <laughs> Appreciate him hopping in on the Star Mechanical guest line. I thought you were windhorsing me right there. I was very confused. <laughs> I like I like I like about doing this with Steven is you go prospects, you go fantasy, you get to take on a few NHL things, and then you're just boom, you're good. I um I will say just to close out the Stephen Ellis talk, Gavin McKenna is the real deal. I have a little Gavin McKenna story for you. I uh, I went to showcase in Calgary. So Gavin McKenna's from like the Northwest Territories or Yukon or something like that. Mm-hmm. So when Steven's like He's playing against, he's from Whitehorse. Um, Steven says he's playing against nobody that Canada will win the games. He's playing against like none of it and everything, right? Yeah. But he's also playing with single A players as well. Yeah. So I saw him at the showcase and this kid was a year younger than everyone. Mm-hmm. And he was not even close. No one was even close to him. It was unbelievable what he was able to do. And he was like top prospects who just went in the draft this past year. He were like in that game too. So it was just like, he is a crazy, crazy talent. Look out yeah. for him. Um, Daniel Nugent Bowman with this tweet 16 minutes ago Uh-oh. says, I would expect Ernie's replacement to be someone suited for a fourth line role, a veteran player. So we will see what the Oilers end up doing. I am not going to lie. Are we uh, Brad Malone? If we get Brad Malone, I'm going to be mildly upset. That's not cool. Come on. What are we doing here? You're sitting here watching Vegas go out and load up their bottom six with fast, energetic young guys who can score. And we're going to go 
call up again, Brad Malone. Sure. You can sit there and be like, he's a good fourth liner, reliable, blah, blah, blah. But he'll be coming to play a fourth line role. Still, a modern fourth line can be different. It doesn't need to be the same way it's always been, like when it was 03 and you're building the Red Wings. Brad Malone has 14 goals in 217 career NHL games. No. It's not the way to win hockey. Lane Peterson I'll live with. I'd be fine with that. He's 25, 26, whatever. Yeah, like upside... Right shot center, there's enough boxes there. You're going to bring up a left shot, Brad Malone, 34 years old, never contributed much at the NHL level. He's had one good moment when he scored that sick goal against Washington like three years ago. That's it. That would be so Edmonton Oilers when so for that to And he's the captain. You can't bring, you can't make him leave there, right? He's got leadership to do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not there. Tyler Mulek, Malone season, Woodcroft's boy. Yeah. Um, March says veteran A, so Gagne. I don't think it's Gagne yet. I don't think he's had enough. Uh, I don't think he's had enough lead up down in Bakersfield. You no. need more there. He hasn't played hockey in so long. I agree. What's he played? I think two games, maybe three now. Like Gagne yeah. needs some more, some more work under his legs before he can uh, hop up to the NHL. And they, they need him. Bakersfield needs Gagne pretty bad. They need Malone. Yeah, they. I thought you said leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Leave Gagne alone. I want to see one more Gagne game in an Oilers. Gagne jersey. has five points in three games. But you go look at the points. Like I'm not this. He, he got to be do in the to get the points. But his first point was a slow wrist shot that went off the defender's pads and directed over to Lane Peterson, who taps into an empty net. Like. Seems like, I'm, seems like he has good vision. They don't ask how. I love Gagne like everybody else does here, but he doesn't belong in the yeah, NHL no, right no. now. Maybe later on, sure. I'll, maybe I'll get back on that bandwagon a little bit, but I am, I'm out on Gagne coming up. Um, in the Finning Cat YouTube chat, uh, March said, if you bring up Malone, you can add him to the Kulak Brown lookalike contest. <laughs> kind of does. He kind of does. You, you can go look it up on his hockey DB or whatever. Um, Dude, right. I'm looking at a photo right now. You're totally right. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> does. So we'll await official word on what the Oilers are doing. Son of a gun. If it's Brad Malone, I'm not going to love it. Um, and I, I, I will say, should be an upgrade on Ernie. I, I don't, I'll get that out of the way. I think Malone probably gives you a hair more there. Um, but like, again, we're splitting hairs at that point. Just call up Lavoie or call up Peterson. Uh, yeah, Lane Peterson didn't play the last game. Uh, Jason Greger does say 21 minutes ago, Gagne would be my guest. I don't think they want to recall Lavoie to play on the fourth line. If they're ready to go with Gagne and they think he's good after three games, I mean, all the power to you. I would just rather see Sam Gagne get another week of action here is all. So, I would, yeah, I'd like to see a lot more from Gagne before we, uh, before we do that. Yeah. Uh, someone said uh, James Hamblin. I don't see enough there. Similar to Kajula. I know Kajula's hurt. So you can't come up, but like I, there's Brad Hamlin is a, he's a quad A guy for me. James Hamlin? James Hamlin, sorry. Did I call him Brad? Yeah. Five yeah. points, five games, but I agree. He's, he's a quad A he's guy. Meh. Yeah. I don't see enough there to, for him to be impactful in, uh, in the NHL. Yes. Some of you are excited for Malone season potentially. We'll see what happens. Gregor says his guess is Gagne. Daniel Illusion Bowman says someone on the veteran side of things. We will, uh, we will wait and see. Let's move along to the menu for tonight. And it is delivered by our friends at DoorDash, where our Canadian listeners for a limited time get 25% off and no delivery fees on their first order of $25 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Tonight in the sports world, just two NHL games on tap. You have the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the LA Kings. The Vancouver Canucks taking on the Nashville Predators. The big game to watch in the sporting world, your entree courtesy of DoorDash, is the World Series. Tonight, 6 o'clock, Diamondbacks on home soil looking to even up the World Series against the Rangers. 2-1 Rangers. 2-1 Rangers right now. That's what you're watching tonight. I'm not that interested in Toronto, LA. Should be a decent game. I'm not even touching it from a betting perspective. So, yeah, it's World Series night for me. uh, I'll take the night off tonight from bed, and I think... It's not even a good night in the NBA. Only three games. Nothing good in the NBA tonight. James Um, Harden, baby? No, probably not. It happened at 3 a.m. No, that James Harden thing is great, though. The trade breaks at like 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Waj would have had the tweet at like 3.30 Eastern or something like that, which is hilarious. Um, Also, the James Harden saga was hilarious in general. 
it was um, special. It's been a special few years for James Harden. Can you imagine an NHL player doing that? Like Pierre-Luc no. Dubois politely asked out of a couple Yo. of markets and he got his personality roasted. Yeah, we, for uh, we were all over him on that one. It wasn't- Chris Pronger did it once and people in Edmonton <laughs> still haven't forgiven him. Yeah, the NBA is just NBA is a different animal. Did um, NFL trade deadline today. Uh, Washington Commanders trading Montez Sweat to the Bears, and uh, then they moved Chase Young to the see. 49ers, as if the 49ers had to get any better. Um, I mean, I can't believe Washington's unloading two guys like that. I know there's contract stuff in there. Um, but Disaster of a franchise, too. It is. I think they're about to change their name again, too. Yeah. I think it's about to be Dark Days. Yeah, it's brutal. I would hate to be a Commanders fan. My friend's a Commanders fan, and he texted me this morning. And I'll read you what he said. It made me made me chuckle after seeing what just happened then. But he's like, lucky for a new team, Washington just traded their best player for a second round pick. I said, who's their best player? And he said, Chase Young. <laughs> so, hey, tough one for, for Kalen today. I hope you're doing okay, buddy. Let's get tough. through this together. That is tough. Because my team's good. I also love like, I mean, the NFL compared to the NHL is so funny because like Chase Young was, what was he? Fourth overall pick that one year? Second overall. Second overall pick. He gets traded still in the prime of his career for a third rounder. Mm-hmm. You get to the NHL trade deadline and it's like Paul Gostad goes for a first rounder yeah. and a and a high-end prospect. And like it was oh, you're giving up third round picks for guys like Nick Bukestad. Like it's hilarious <laughs> to see the difference in the way draft picks are valued. But I understand why, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It is uh we'll see. I think there's an hour and ten minutes left for Ugh, I really want the Bills to go get a cornerback. The, the, point. the Lions need to do something too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good dub for your Lions on Monday night. Felt good. I can't believe the score was so low for them. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't do anything in the red zone. Yeah. But- Jimmy Garoppolo, rough game. Devontae Adams smashing his helmet on the side. It's rough I go have for no Jimmy. sympathy for yep. Devontae Adams. He did this to himself. Yeah, you want to force your way to Vegas and then yeah, whatever. You still get to live in Vegas, so you're good. You're fine, dude. Well, he thought he was going to be playing with Derek Carr, to be Which fair. Which also was <laughs> stupid of him because he had Aaron Rodgers. I take we'll my chances. Yeah. Um, all right. Our bets for tonight. I had a miserable day yesterday. I took the under in Arizona, Houston. Yeah. But I have a shot prop I like today. Over on Betway, Quinn Hughes, two and a half shots, paying like minus 120. I believe he's hit this mark in eight of their nine games so far this season. He's been at four or five shots, never mind just three and a handful of their last games. Um, Quinn Hughes shot prop is my play tonight. That's a good one. I'm just trying to pull it up here, but I'm going to give you a futures bet for the NFL. That's where I'm at with my gambling. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. That looked very <laughs> intriguing when you were taking those glasses off. I want to know more. Okay. Let me pull it up Look here. Me as in the I'm eyes. loading it. The NF AFC North. Okay. The Cincinnati Bengals are plus 350 to win the division. They haven't played Baltimore yet, I don't think. I think they have the best team in that division. So I'm gonna I'm gonna advise everyone to go lay some lay some groundwork like on that. Cincinnati Bengals. What's pale? Plus 350. That's a decent bail. It's pretty good for shout, a proven team. Shout out to Betway, 19 uh, plus. I got, please play I got one tonight oh, you bet. that I think uh, people should. You know me, I'm a basketball guy. A yep. lot of you aren't. But the Phoenix Suns play tonight. Devin Booker's out. Bradley Beal is out. KD over everything. He's the only one left to play. Four games into the year and they're already, they're already dropping like flies. So KD, KD, KD. Betway, Betway, Betway. That's the NBA for you. All right. Uh, new episode of Boilers Nation Radio going to drop this afternoon. We have a long time until it's a short for giant game day, though. We still got another show tomorrow, yeah. but at least Frank Saravalli will be stopping by. And then finally, Thursday, Oilers stars down at Rogers Place. I can't Exciting. believe they gave him three days off. That's so long. I know. I kind of forgot about this part of the season where they have a few days. Yeah. We have to think of content for uh, like two. Yesterday was easy. Yeah, because we were yeah. Heritage Classic. We're Heritage buzzing. Classic, you grind through that. Today was like, okay. Today was easy. Bit. Look at us. <laughs> Tomorrow, Frank's going to have to carry us a little bit, I think. 14 games in the month of November, though, for the Oilers. Oh, yeah. That is, that's what I like. There's going to be a lot of pre-gaming and after dark this month, people. So hit that subscribe button on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Uh, Daki wants to know how hard Aaron is sweating in his Santa costume. <laughs> Bad. Boys, boys, boys. I'm always a sweaty guy. And let's just say right here, I can feel a rash already coming out. But the commitment to the bit. All about the commitment to the bit. Uh, Halloween plans tonight? Hand out candy. I love handing out the candy. It's uh, I've been a 
living on my own now for three years. The mm-hmm. first year, nobody came. <laughs> so <laughs> last year was awesome. And now this will be the third year. So I, it's fun. Yeah, that's always good to see yeah. the costumes kids wear. Um, I'll be handing out candy too. Aaron, what are you doing? I got a question. So I'm handing out candy. So I bought boxes of regular, the miniature candies, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I bought an extra box with the full size ones. And I'm going to give those out to the costumes I like the most. Is that rude? No. Does that mean? Yeah. My playing favorites? Some people can Because like in front bit. of one kid, I'm going to go, yours isn't as good. <laughs> you get oh, it. Is that, is that mean? Oh, you're is judging that mean? them hard. Uh, I think you got to judge the group as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Reward a good group, but we Because I already bought the big the ones. <laughs> but I can't just give out yeah. big ones. Fair. I'm on a budget. Santa's on a budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, for me tonight, I have a I have a beer league game on Halloween. Brutal. Oh, who decided that? Get candy. Oh, well, yeah, I'll probably have a couple. Um, we also <laughs> our goalie's not coming. So if anyone listening to this is a average to above average beer league goaltender, uh, shoot me a DM on Twitter. This is the best place to advertise. For I know. That, yeah, like, it's pretty good. Full on shameless plug. My Div Six beer league team needs a goalie tonight on Halloween. So if you're a goalie and you're watching this. Hit me up on Twitter. I might uh, might be giving you the call. I have one guy right now who said maybe. But that's not good enough. Can't trust. Him. No, not even a like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, just, he's just like maybe. ah. Clearly so, doesn't want to. DM me if you're a beerly goalie in the Emden area. Um, all right, that is a, a wrap on today's edition of Oilers Nation Every Day. Quickly, shout out to our friends at DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, Greta Sherwood Ford, the Giant Sports Closet, or the Sports Closet Studio, Star Mechanical, Finning Cat, and Wendy's. We are launching our new game. With Wendy's over at Daily Faceoff soon, soon. It's so close to happening. But in the meantime, you can go have the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger at Wendy's at cheese, oozing over fresh, never frozen Canadian mm. beef. <laughs> that's the sound a I make. ASMR in the mic. All right, that's a wrap. Thanks everybody for playing along today on the show. We'll be back tomorrow with Frank Saravalli, 1201 Mountain Time. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.